Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So I've had an issue that I have been dealing with for probably about five, six years now that I haven't really talked about, and it's kind of embarrassing in a way, but I don't think it should be, but um, I've had a lot of problems with my teeth, and unfortunately, I'm going to lose them. So anyone that knows my story understands my anxiety with the dentist. But for anyone that's not familiar with it, because I've had a lot of new subscribers, and I'll just give a quick rundown. So my father owned a dentist office. Um, it wasn't like the office itself, but like the building that it was in. And as a child, he would check me in like I was a patient. And then I would be brought into a room separate from other patients in the back somewhere. And he would sex traffic me through that room. Now, I'm not sure if these were dentists that came in. Um, They could have snuck in a back door for all I know. But even making an appointment or talking to a dentist office on the phone is a very high stress, high anxiety like situation for me. I have Hashimoto's disorder. I also have Graves dis- disease, which are autoimmune diseases of the thyroid. I'm pretty sure I've talked about those before. And unfortunately, those affect the teeth too. I've had some necrotizing bacterial infections that just have completely destroyed everything. And when you throw in that I've never had any preventative care when I was a child, it's just the perfect storm for just crappy teeth. So I've been dealing with infection after infection, infections that have spread, and it's just been going on for too long. Now, I absolutely adore my chiropractor. He is amazing. He's good to me. He's good to my son. And it's it's very strange, our relationship. We keep it professional, but he's a good guy. So I finally asked him if he had a dentist that he could, you know, suggest for me. And I met with him last week and found out that they're actually friends. But it's crazy how much they are alike. (laughs) But when I was filling out patient, like the new patient forms, I was surprised because most of the time when I would see a dentist, they would have something that just said, do you have a fear of dentists? And then that was it. But see, this one had areas so that way... I could write down why and where it stemmed from. They had a question if I ever had a bad experience and what happened. And then they had a big long area where I could write anything that they needed to know that would help to make the dental appointment better for me. So that was amazing. I was actually shocked because... It was just like three boxes that changed my entire experience. I was still very anxious when I went in, but they did everything they could to follow the 
I hate to say instructions, but suggestions that I left. I said, you know, that I need the doors kept open and I'm not concerned about privacy issues, that I can't be like closed in on the chair, like having a dentist on one side and a nurse on the other because I've had some do that to me and like just trap me. And I explained the whole sex trafficking part of it. They did everything that they could to make sure that they followed all of those. And I don't think I asked for too much. And I actually think they did more than I expected. I've gone to many dentists over the past few years. And this is the first one that I didn't leave in tears. And I remember, like, I was so excited about it. Like, <laughs> I was telling my husband, like, God, babe, I feel so safe. I, I don't feel anxious. I'm calm. Like, this is crazy, right? I was like, and all it was was just a couple of questions. And it's like, to kind of give an example, when I had my son, I had a C-section. And I said to the anesthesiologist, like, don't put anything in my IV unless you tell me, because it can trigger a panic attack if it's something that will make me feel loopy and I don't know. So they, of course, did that. So it was things like that, where it's like, this is a trigger and this is something you can do to avoid it. So the dentist asked permission before he walked in, which I didn't ask for, but was really nice. Um the dental hygienist or dental assistant, I'm not really sure what her official title was. She always made sure that she was away from me and asked permission to come close to me. And um, she was just really awesome. She was talking me through it when I had the x-ray done. She counted for me, even though I didn't ask. Um, but they just... They made it very comfortable for me, and I was so appreciative of it. And I am absolutely terrified to go have the teeth pulled that I need pulled and get all the dental work that I need to get done. But the biggest thing is I feel safe going there. I know that I'm not going to be violated or assaulted while I'm, while I'm there. They gave permission for my husband to be able to come into the back at any time that he wants without even asking the front desk, which is huge because if they were planning on doing anything, obviously they wouldn't allow someone to come to the back. So it just, it got me thinking and I looked at all the many other doctors that I see. So my chiropractor, I've been seeing him for quite some time, but in our first appointments, he was the same way with just basically talking me through everything, saying every single thing that he was going to do before doing it so there was no surprises. Throughout COVID, my endocrinologist understood that I cannot wear a mask because of um, my PTSD. So they actually had a special room that I would go into for lab draws because when you have thyroid disease, you have to get your levels checked like a ridiculous amount of times. Um, and my neurological ophthalmologist, which is like such a tongue twister, he's great too because 
he even asked like is it okay if I touch your eyes or did you want to do it so it's like it's just such tiny little things that make such a huge difference and I wish there was more like that because for a long time before I did not see doctors I didn't see dentists I didn't go anywhere because I was terrified and the experience that I had going made it even worse that I left in tears and it was just too much stress so you know just never wanted to go back when you have a bad experience you just don't go and I I just I wonder why are these medical professionals not taking special training or if they are why they're not practicing it for dealing with people that have suffered trauma. And I'm I'm not just talking about sex trafficking. I mean, there's a lot. And it seems like something that would be expected, but in my experience, I don't I don't believe it is. It's I mean, I've had crazy ER doctors that were absolutely horrible, which the ER was another place that I was trafficked at. And I've had regular doctors. I literally had, oh my God, this one guy, he referred to my autistic son as the bad hand of cards that I was dealt. I thought I was going to get a felony. But it's like... I want to do something about that. And I'm not quite sure what. I don't have the answers on the how yet, but it's definitely something that I'm looking into. And um, I think it would be great if we could work with people that we have to deal with all the time on a daily basis that are in a professional setting to have them learn how to handle someone that has been through trauma because it is common and their patients probably have to deal with it. But it's like, I don't feel like I should have to be heavily sedated just to go see a doctor when all the doctor has to do is just ask a couple of questions. And I didn't realize that just asking those questions made such a difference until my recent dentist appointment. And I don't know if I already said it, but I'll say it again. I am absolutely terrified to get the dental work done that I have to get done. But they went into very specific detail of the things that I'm going to experience during the procedure, which I don't know if they do that for everyone, like the sounds and the different places the dentist is going to stand and just all of these things the assistant hygienist or whatever worked out a system with me and said that we'll go over it prior to the procedure like one tap means that I I need a couple minutes to breathe two taps is something else and so forth and so forth but it just it made such a huge difference and it was just three boxes do you have a fear of the dentist and why have you ever had a bad experience and what was it and is there anything else that you think we should know to help make your 
appointment more pleasant. That's it. That was it. And it made all the difference in the world. And this is the kind of thing that I mean when I say we have to create a safe space for survivors because our trauma does not end at the last sale. And sometimes the PTSD isn't as bad and sometimes some people are able to get through it, but sometimes we have flashbacks and setbacks and things like that. And we shouldn't have to sit hiding in our room essentially letting our teeth rot out of our mouths just because of something that happened to us when we were children or adults or whatever. So I think that's something I want to do. And I don't know how, but it'll get done. <laughs> I, I usually get done what I set my mind to, but I definitely think that people need to be more informed and I know that I currently share my story to help spread awareness for people to be able to spot signs in a victim that they may come across out in public or if their friend is a victim, unfortunately, and different things like that. But this is part of awareness. And this is part of ending sex trafficking because the more that we support victims and survivors and the more that we create that safe space the less likely they are to go back because as chaotic and as horrific as sex trafficking is sometimes it feels like I don't want to say safer or more secure maybe would be a better word but it's just like how they talk about inmates that have been in prison for 40, 50 years end up getting institutionalized where they just don't feel safe out in the real world. They feel safer in the prison. I mean, it's the same concept. So I think that's another thing that when I say spread my message, um, that would be one of them, that professionals, medical professionals and other people just out working, learn signs and learn basically just, I mean, it's, Christ, it's got to be human, like decent human beings at this point, you know, but I just wanted to share that I actually had a good experience and that they've been awesome. And if there goes a long period of time where I don't post it's because I've had I have to have quite a few things done over the next couple of months and I doubt I'll be wanting to talk so <laughs> please bear with me but um I did an interview with someone and she Amanda she um had talked about that she was in a toxic situation after escaping sex trafficking. I don't want to get too much into detail about the situation because she did not. But you can go back and listen to her interview. But I have absolutely amazing news after months of her working so hard and I helped as much as I could. She is finally safe. She is away from her trafficker. She is away from the toxic situation. 
and she is safe and starting a new life. And I am so unbelievably proud of her. And she's going to come on and do a follow-up episode and tell you all about her experience. I feel like crying because I am so proud of her. (laughs) I really am. But it all started with an email. She just sent me an email that she really resonated with my story. And it went from there. It was literally that simple. And I know not everybody is going to know every single thing or every single resource out there, but it could be that simple. Just one little tiny email, hey, can you help? Or hey, I've heard you talk about different things and, you know, tell me more. And that that's all it takes to save a victim sometimes. So we'll hear her story soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. And I just think that it shows how sharing and spreading awareness and talking about the different things that is sex trafficking can help so many victims. So when I say spread awareness, this is why. If I never shared my story, she never would have emailed me and I never would have been able to help. And I'm so glad that I was able to, but we can all do it. And the more educated that we get and the more that we talk about it and the more we shine a light on the horrific crime and terrors of sex trafficking, the more people we can help. That's why I advocate so much for not listening to conspiracy theories or falling into those deep rabbit holes that don't have a bit of truth in them because they distract and it makes it harder and it also makes victims either feel like they're not being sex trafficked or they won't be believed if they talk about it because people see it in a different way but I'm gonna leave it there I'm still kind of sore from my dentist appointment and I know Nobody probably cares about me going to the dentist, but I hope that what you take from this episode is what they did for me, knowing that I was a survivor, to make my experience to the point where I actually want to go back and I actually want to get the procedure and I feel safe walking in their door. I still feel anxious. I still have my fears, but they're willing to help. And I think if there's more than that, more people willing to do that, it's going to go a long way in ending the fight for sex trafficking because You never know when a sex trafficker is bringing one of their victims into a medical office, uh, ER, dentist, or even just a retail store. It's everywhere. And the more that we're aware, the less they'll be able to get away with it. So I hope y'all have an absolutely wonderful week. 
and I'm going to be doing a guest appearance on someone's podcast tomorrow. So I will definitely update the description in here once I get all the social media information to put in. So you can go listen. I'm so excited. She's an absolutely wonderful woman that found me on TikTok. So I I will be doing that. And I hope y'all listen. Thank you so, so much for the continued love and support. I've been being asked a lot on TikTok and being told how brave I am and how it's incredible that I'm able to share. And y'all are the reason why you really helped me to be able to use my voice, which is something I never thought I would ever in a million years be able to do. So I am so grateful for all the love and support that I get from all of y'all. So have a good one and I will talk with y'all soon.